Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. This episode, we're talking some game news as well as the final release of Ubisoft's Ghost Recon Breakpoint before we dive into some Destiny 2, Shadowkeep, and God knows what else Alex has played. He's usually got a lot on his plate. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. We really appreciate that, guys. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. If you have a free Prime subscription for Twitch, please use it on us we would appreciate that it would be awesome uh and if you want to subscribe otherwise it without a free one that's cool too mm-hmm. uh and i will shout you out for being awesome while we're filming yes cool alex what is uh what's up with the network the horror movie yearbook boys talked about john carpenter's ghosts of mars one of his almost final movies that he directed Go give that a listen. It's pretty good. It's not. I don't think either of them love it, and and it's interesting to hear them talk about a director they respect and one of his movies that is not very good. So go check that out. Preacher is over. Uh, the 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 series is done. Um, Gone to Texas is not quite done yet. We need to do at least a wrap up, if not something more. That's still coming. So please uh, be patient, and and we'll figure it out soon. You guys should just shifted into being a texas centric podcast afterwards <laughs> it's just about texas. where you just talk about Two people who've never been to texas talk about, <laughs> talking texas. about yeah. texas nick's probably been to texas for something for work. i've been i've been once yeah it was a good time it's big i know that. they have in and out burger so that's a plus yeah that's good the furthest east in and out i believe so yeah, yeah in dallas uh but yeah uh, and other TV shows coming back at some point next year. Look for that. Westworld. Cool. That's the thing. Westworld and The Alienist will have a second season type thing. I still need to watch the first season. Yeah. Maybe. But anyways. Cool. Uh, Brian, what have you been playing? You've been gone for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was on vacation, sort of. Uh, it was fun. For a whole two months. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's been like a month since I, I recorded, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, what have I been playing? Pretty much, uh, just Destiny 2, <laughs> Shadowkeep, which We're, we will talk about, and yeah. a little bit of Breakpoint. Very little. And I played Into the Breach a bit on my Switch while I was away. Isn't it great on the Switch? Yeah, it, it works it's so perfect. good. It, it's such a perfect game. It's like it's a perfect game for that because it's really easy to just pick up and put down yes. at any time. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think that's about it for me, honestly. Cool. Alex, what about you? I've been playing a game called Grindstone on Apple Arcade by Cappy, the people who brought you Blow and um It's like Hearthstone but wastes way more of your time. <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> So it's kind of like a match three game. Not really, though. It's like a it's kind of a grid based thing where you're this dude who's trying to slay monsters, and all of the monsters are kind of color coordinated. There's like three or four different colors per stage. Okay. And you're trying to make the longest chain that you can. And if you make a chain of ten, then you produce a grindstone, which if you hit that in your chain, you can change which color you're trying, which color you can go on to so like if you get a bunch of yellow guys and then you hit a grindstone then you can get a bunch of uh, blue guys 
and so okay. on and so forth. So you're just trying to make the longest chain you can. You get like different blueprints to make items that make these objectives easier. Things like shields that protect you from getting hit. Uh, there's like certain monsters that have crowns that you have to get. Like there's three different objectives for each level basically. Get through the door, which you usually do by defeating a certain amount of monsters. Open up a chest, which you do by opening the door and then getting the key off of a certain monster and then getting a long enough chain to open the chest which is usually like five or ten monsters and then the third one is getting the crown which usually about after the door opens they'll drop down a monster that has a crown on his head and he's a certain color and you have to defeat a certain amount of monsters to kill him gotcha uh it's fun it's it's nice you can kind of see where it would have been like a mobile focused like hey we want you to pay in order to be able to refill your hearts or wait a certain amount of time that kind of thing um but the fact that none of that's in there because it's apple arcade is really nice so i think if you're looking for that kind of like it's a good uh toilet game so to speak as we've talked about in the past and and i think uh people would like it if they're looking for something to try on apple arcade that they haven't already um, I also am two thirds of the way through the Link's Awakening remake, and um, that game remains to be great. Uh, the hitchiness in the graphics is still a little weird. Don't know why it happens, but it doesn't bother me that much. The game still looks very pretty, and the art style is just very charming. And all of the like music is very woodwind heavy. Yeah, and 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 it's like actual instruments uh, instead of like Game Boy noises, so that's an improvement as well. <laughs> um, and that game has great music, so that's great to listen to. But I don't know, man. Ten minutes of playing Tetris, and I'm humming that th- that song like for the rest of my life. Uh, don't get me wrong, Game Boy music can be fantastic. <laughs> it's but it's a different flavor when it's like, hey, this is actual orchestral music right, that right. we've brought into a game that was just beeps and boops. Yeah. Um, beeps and boops. Yeah, yeah man. that's our next video game podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's all about video game music. Beeps and boops. <laughs> mm-hmm. That Breath of the Wild music was good. Speaking oh, of real good. music. That that like piano stuff. I think jazzy in, piano. In general, all of the first party Nintendo stuff has always had great music. Yeah, true. They had a good. They have a good stable of composers to make stuff for them. So, yeah. Link's Awakening is no no different. Uh, that game still is just kind of weird and charming which is great the fact that there's like cameos from mario characters and things like that and it uh is still fun um and it's very good you know there there's a, a few moments where it can be kind of hard to remember what to do but thankfully there's like these phone booths basically that you can go into and you pick up the phone and there's a dude that tells you like hey you should be doing this and then you go and do that yeah hmm. so that's kind of nice but uh, not too challenging, just a lot of fun. And if you haven't played before, I think it's worth worth playing. So, but yeah, other than that, um, nothing else. I don't think. Cool. So, uh, I played a lot of Breakpoint. Yeah. But I also uninstalled Hearthstone on my iPad and installed Elder Scrolls Legends instead. Yeah. Because I don't want to give Blizzard any more of my time. That's good. <laughs> That's about it, though. I haven't really done anything other than that. Yeah. I've, I've played uh, Screen Print Shop Manager at uh, Simulator 2019 <laughs> yeah. a lot. That's so. like your most played game on Steam. Yeah. It sounds pretty boring. I don't think I want to 14, that 14 years worth of time <laughs> logged. 
Yeah, you're probably like level 16 or something on Steam. Yeah, just something from like that. The hours put into that. Yep. I have been. I do want to mention. I have been working with Corey, uh, also known as Era, for anybody listening from his channel uh, on Twitch. Uh, working with him on getting him some T-shirts and things kind of sorted out because he wants to like promote and give back to his community some more by raffling off stuff like that. So, That's cool. Cool. Um, we're working on some cool designs and things like that, and uh, just want to give him a quick shout out because he's been kicking ass on on Twitch lately. So yes. Um, we yeah. finally convinced him to make his own clan, which I am now a part of. Yeah. If you miss us talking about Destiny every week and you wish you could watch someone play Destiny like every, every day, day <laughs> go check out Corey's channel. It's a random assortment of underscores and the letter A, E, R, A. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I'm sure if you just search era, it'll pop up. Maybe. Maybe. But anyways. <laughs> All right. Let's... Uh, we talk game news first, or you want to talk games? Let's do some news. Let's do news. All right. We each picked news that we cared about. Because we're trying to be a little more concise with our news yeah. stuff. So, John, let's start with yours. So, the goal with Google Stadia is to have it be faster and more responsive than local gaming hardware by using what is called negative latency. Uh, they're expecting that to happen within a year or two of it being launched. Uh, I find this super interesting. I know our biggest concern was latency and like bad yeah. internet connections and things like that. So I think uh, for them to be to have a, a an idea of what they're you know aiming towards in in terms of combating those particular issues is pretty. Uh, that to me says that they're putting more. They're going to probably this is this is going to last a lot longer than I think most people think. Maybe it would. like two years. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's interesting because you hear a lot about, even with multiplayer games in general, the ability of trying to rectify 16 people's different connections to the internet has always led to like people trying to make systems that either predict or, you know, when you see rubber banding that happens in a video game, it's because your copy of the game locally is seeing things differently than what the server is seeing from your like yeah. after your connection right and so getting rid of rubber banding and figuring things out so that there's like good prediction makes it so that you have a smoother experience so this is kind of something that is being done on like a game level especially i think i mentioned fighting games like if they have good net code which is something you'll hear people say talk about like ggpo and other types of net code that go into fighting games the prediction of what someone's going to do is almost invisible you never see it because it just feels smooth right mm -hmm. but games that have bad net code you see the obvious like oh the computer thought i was going to do this but i meant to block and something weird happens instead of it proceeding it's, normally it's just super interesting the idea of like negative latency and the predictive <clears throat> like predictive actions is like super cool and yeah. kind of scary in a way like the computer's predicting every single type of action you could possibly take at any given moment and then renders it for you already and then based on your input displays that like that's it's interesting that's crazy like to think I, about the concept of that is insane to me but really really cool i it's wonder also, i mean it's built on something that's pretty old like playing games online only exists because of client server prediction yeah it would have never become a thing because there's always been too much latency mm -hmm. it's, it's just when you break it down in that manner and think about that 
and well, like and you think about how complex games are nowadays like think think about all of the actions you could take at any particular moment in yeah. any specific game and it's like kind of mind-blowing to think that technology is predicting those actions and then based on your input displaying that. like that's that's just crazy to me well the interesting thing is is like is it going to be I, I assume they have a lot of choices to make or whatever like machine learning they put on this task is going to have a lot of choices to make in terms of like is the ideal is the ideal experience for it to predict that you are doing the best action in the game for you at that moment like you make that headshot even though maybe you wouldn't have if there wasn't any latency around or what what makes the ideal experience like how how, how do they make it predict what you personally would be doing even if that means it would be you being bad at the game yeah so i I, it'll be very interesting to see like uh, we'll probably never really see it work if it ever actually works like (laughs) it'll just mean that the everything is smooth and it works well which is correct for headshots yeah yeah (laughs) and what does that mean for like destiny and things like games where there is already like there's already Mm -hmm. some type of client server prediction going on and are these two different predictions fighting each other or do they work together to make the right experience it'll be really weird to see how it all works but well it'd be cool if like the negative latency thing opens up the cross-platform play too you know so that people like on stadia can play with pc and ps4 and xbox and whatever yeah that's true if it gets them to that point where it's not a hindrance to be playing it over the or gives you an advantage yeah for some reason so yeah cool all right, Brian. You wanted to talk about Blizzard suspending a Hearthstone player for Hong Kong support and pulling his prize money. Yeah, I feel like um this is a big deal in the gaming world right now. Yeah. Um and I mean just in general, it's a big deal. Um because Blizzard's taking a stance on like not supporting political talk whatsoever Mm -hmm. on their channel democracy yeah (laughs) um so basically they're like how i feel the messaging is here is they're saying that they care more about their business in china than they do about free speech which is a bummer but i guess i understand from their perspective they need to protect their investment but um I guess I should actually read what happened, well, but so I can't see it. I told you that's that. fine. A <laughs> uh, player named Blitz Chung, he was a pro Hearthstone player from Hong Kong. He ended a stream earlier this week with a statement of support of those engaged in months-long protest against local police and government. This is I'm reading from Kotaku's story on this matter, and uh, basically what ended up happening, there were some. Uh, casters that were like kind of talking about this event the dude blitz chung himself was wearing a mask like the hong kong protesters have been uh doing and and in support of the fact that the masks got banned uh by the government um and as he said the kind of he said one of the catchphrases of of the protest movement the casters ducked behind their actual table during the event and um Blizzard basically ended up firing the casters and then they banned the Hearthstone player and uh and made him give up and they gave up they took his money away that he won from from a tournament. So 
obviously a lot of people are very angry about this uh great mitsubishi ad that they threw to in order to kind of be like all right let's get this off the screen but um mitsubishi is probably like great now we're associated <laughs> with this too yeah but there is hearth in the hearthstone grandmasters official competition rules there is a rule on page 12 section 6.1 uh engaging in any act that in blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public dispute disrepute uh, offends a portion or group of the public or otherwise damages blizzard's image will result in removal from grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to zero u.s dollars in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and blizzard's website terms um so yeah basically like they have a clause in here that protects them and, and says like this is what we would do if you do anything that is basically a political statement but at the same time like they're really shitty there's a lot of facets to all of this yes but the shitty thing is then you go and look at like overwatch's support of uh gay pride and like a lot of the like flag like different cosmetics you could get during pride month during that whole thing like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth being like we don't want to engage in any political stuff but then it's like oh if it steps on china's toes then sorry you know we we gotta yeah we're gonna swing the hammer well pushing all that um like the gay pride stuff in overwatch and whatever is probably in their interest in making money yes that's the problem here yep is this clearly is not in their interest no. to support this because china could well they them out like be like hey blizzard you can't do business here they anymore. could have played it differently too instead of doing handling things the way they did they could have just said you know the views of this particular uh <clears throat> player do not uh, represent the views of Blizzard, blah 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 blah. You know, they could have done exactly what like the NBA did when mm-hmm. the, that yeah. shit went down with the Rockets the, earlier the week in the week, uh, but they didn't. And they instead they just kind of were like they just gave it the axe completely. Well, and it, like well, which I think gives them a, a bad perception to us, the public, in a way. But also, I understand where like I understand why they did what they did. Yeah, from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. but I also understand uh, why everyone else is so mad about it. Yeah. So, well, they're, they're one step away from China being like your your game is banned and nobody can play it here anymore. Yeah. And that that will hurt Blizzard more than it will hurt China, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, from a business sense, yes, they made the right choice, but it sucks overall. Like, I, it's one of those things where it's like we hear about this with Blizzard, we hear about it with the NBA, like you were saying. We, we heard, heard about, about it with, with Apple pulling the app that's allowing police to find protesters. On it a happened map. when Ubisoft said they were going to change Rainbow Six's visual stuff to for, in order for to compete the Chinese in foreign market. markets, and they well, they went back on that. And but the thing is, the like what I was driving at is like if Apple and the NBA and uh blizzard all stood up to china like if it was a united front of like no you guys are doing terrible shit would they be able to affect any change probably not no because what would happen is china would just cut all of them off from their entire supply chain and tell them to go fuck themselves and that that might be the case and yeah obviously it's a bigger deal for apple who's buying components and assembling phones and doing whatever they're doing over in china you know right NBA I don't, I don't know how much Nike produces their uh, I'm not sure I just I just know that apparel but basketball in general is like one of the biggest sports in, in China. China yeah so and so, you can think I think Yao Ming is the reason for that because he 
was he on the Houston Rockets? I don't remember. I don't know that much about sports. <laughs> so. Nothing about sports. He he's was Chinese. On, he was in the I NBA, think. but he's the one who started like the Chinese basketball league. Like mm-hmm. he's because of him, like that exists, and so you know we have, you know, this sport that plays a huge role over there. There's a lot of people out there deleting their Blizzard accounts. Um, I'm about to do that. Yeah. It, you know, I don't, I don't play know. their games anymore anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be closing out my Diablo yeah. 3 and whatever. But all in all, it's a shitty situation. Indeed. I don't know what can be expected of anybody other than to support free speech. But now right? our but podcast is banned in China. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Nobody in China get, was watching anyway. That one year we had a lot of views from China. <laughs> <laughs> but we no longer have them. Yeah. Oh, well. <clears throat> this is another one of those things where you got to wonder um, how much the the whole Activision thing plays into it too. Like if Blizzard was still it's like owned by like Vivendi or something, then or well, or their own entity. And I think Blizzard is partly owned by Tencent too now. Not right? much though. It's okay. like a I think it's only like a five or ten percent. Okay, but it's still a lot, right? That well, that's interesting because I read that. Well, Epic Games came out. They seem to like to ride the coattails of, of any sort of big news that <laughs> yeah. comes out, I've noticed. And they're like, well, we wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah, Jeff Sweeney, <laughs> uh, the the head of Epic or whatever, was talking about it with like a... For- somebody asked him if, if somebody did that at like a Fortnite Pro-Am or whatever the hell their competitions are called, would they have done the same thing? And he was like, no. So yeah, players are allowed to say whatever they want. Epic being owned by Tencent or whatever. Yeah, they have uh, Tencent has like a forty percent stake <laughs> in Epic, so I'm kind of curious how they can get away with that. And I don't think that's a factor. I think we figured point. out that Tim Sweeney doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> that guy just as long as you use the Epic Game Store, he yeah, doesn't he doesn't give, give a, fuck. a fuck. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> he man. Just, yeah, he just cares about. Um, Selling things exclusives. a year earlier than Steam, and that's about it. He yeah. just wants exclusives. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely shitty. I mean, I'm not gonna delete the games I already fucking paid for, you know. But I don't even I don't have them installed. Really so. want to buy anything new from them anytime yeah. soon? Well, in BlizzCons, like what? In what a is week or two? What's or Blizzard soon? making that's new? I mean, everything they have is like three years old. Yeah. Or more. Well, as you I, said, like you know, I probably won't play Hearthstone. I I'll vow probably. to not download that mobile Diablo game. I think most of the I world is going to Because I was never going to download it in the first place. Same here. But, you know. yeah, It's called Diablos, and the S is a dollar sign. <laughs> it's pretty good. But who knows? I mean, they could announce Diablo 4 or something else. They're going to have to in order to win yeah. everybody back. <laughs> I'm glad Bungie got out before this happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all Absolutely. those, all those basement out there. dwelling incels are going to be like, oh, man, we got to support them now. <laughs> <laughs> they heard us. But, yeah. I've heard like a lot of Blizzard employees spoke up about this, too, that they did not support They did this. a walkout. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good for them. I yeah, don't think it's, it's going to do anything, but good for them. I yeah. mean, that's this that's we live in this this not to get overly political, but we live in this period of time where literally it doesn't matter what the fuck you do because nobody cares. Yeah. Like nobody gives a shit. Like you you can do whatever you want against the grain and there like there's going to be most of the people just going to be like you're fucking stupid and what you're doing and what you represent is dumb and that's that. And then and then they just walk away from it. And like 
you've got this this huge political free, freedom of speech kind of thing going on, and you had this entire you know a huge group of this corporation just walked out on their jobs because of it. Nobody cared. It wasn't it wasn't in the news. Like nobody gave a shit, and nobody still gives a shit. And so yeah. nothing's gonna happen because of it. So everyone's just gonna be mad at Blizzard. They're gonna keep making money. And as their stock plummets a little bit, I'm gonna buy some of it, and I'm gonna watch it climb when they were announced Diablo Four. So, Great. yeah. The other thing, uh, Waypoint did a good job talking about this too, as they usually do. They were speaking to the fact that, like, um, basically, a lot of people use these types of controversies to hop on the bandwagon of like, oh, China's bad. China money in our video games. This is bullshit. Don't. China can't fund our like there's a lot of weird like backdoor racism that happens when it comes to like this thing too so it, it I don't know that it, there's all kinds of facets to this that suck and it's not great but anyway don't be an asshole to Chinese people feel free to be an asshole to the Chinese government does that work yeah yeah sounds good all right all right, and my story for the week or two weeks, uh, Wired was given a bunch of exclusive, a deeper look at the PlayStation 5 as it is now confirmed to be called, which is a shock to literally everybody in the universe. Nobody could have seen this coming. Um, basically, there's a few big things that they were talking about. Um, one of the fact, one of them is that the new controller, which they will not confirm as being called the DualShock for some stupid reason, um, is going to have haptics in it. Basically, you they will be able to adjust or program the resistance of triggers. That's so that it is harder cool. for you to pull a trigger for some reason. I'm so excited for another gimmick they're never going to use. <laughs> Let's well, put a touchpad on it. Well, and Microsoft kind of did the half step of this with the Xbox One of putting actual rumble in the in triggers. The trigger. And yeah, it was and, and it was great. Yeah. And it's it one really of the best cool. features of the controller. And yeah, most games do actually use it. Yeah. But too. like some somebody brought up the idea of like there's this point in Metal Gear Solid 4 where you're crawling through a, a hallway that's filled with microwaves and like you have to like it you're basically jamming on X to try and move Snake through this hallway. And if you had to, like, pull triggers and it gets harder and harder to pull the trigger to keep him moving forward or something like that, basically Kojima will use it and it'll be great and that'll probably be the only game that's going to use yeah, it. Yeah, it's just another plastic piece to break uh, in the yeah, controller. Yeah, I'm expecting like, a lot of broken controllers. <laughs> I'm expecting a ton of broken controllers and it's gonna co- the controller's going to cost gonna be you like $300. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so have fun with that. Like, that doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. No. I, the idea is cool. I hope they wrong, take the touchpad out because it looks fucking ugly and it doesn't serve any purpose and it kills the battery it's the biggest battery hog is the weird thing yeah i don't know what they're gonna do with that because if the the i've heard even more rumors that they want to be looking not only forward but also backward with this new console and they want to make things backwards compatible there's like two games that use it maybe but they they have to replace it with something that will do the same well a button but some some games use like gestures and things like that but Uh. i i like I get it. I'm with you. I think it sucks. You, and I how about you can use an a dual old shock dual four. shock? Why That's not? That's a great fix. There, I you fixed what? the problem. And and you can buy the 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 fifty dollar dual shock instead of the three hundred dollar haptic dual shock yeah. six. Or that sounds no. You can't it. use the new dual shock with all the new game or the old dual shock well, with no. the new games. But but like if you could if you could use well maybe who knows. 
It's like uh, being able to plug a GameCube controller into your Wii. Yeah. It's like you can't play Wii games with the GameCube controller. Most, Some of them most you Wii games. You can't play like Wii bowling. No. Or, no, you, you can't. Know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Other <laughs> things that they talked about uh, in terms of like just to kind of get into the nitty gritty, um, they confirmed that it will have hardware accelerated ray tracing, not just software ray tracing which is great also probably going to make the console like $700 but we'll see how that goes um yeah ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware which is great I don't know they're using all uh, AMD stuff right for the hardware so I mean AMD stuff is like half the price of Nvidia yes but AMD stuff does not currently have any ray tracing <laughs> in it so it's True. like beyond the current generation of of uh of amd's stuff so who knows what that's gonna do yeah. to to pricing um the ssd they're still talking about it's gonna be great no no uh no load times um but basically there will be a 4k blu-ray player in the playstation which is great i can now not buy whatever xbox is coming out <laughs> And um, you can sell your Xbox One. Yes, I can sell my Xbox One. And uh, physical games will use 100 gigabyte optical discs. So I don't know how big that SSD is going to be, but you're going to be deleting a lot of things. Speaking yeah, of which, it's going to be too small. You can now, they're going to allow developers to let you install certain parts of the game. So previously, you've been able to say, hey, Call of Duty, I want you to install the multiplayer first because I got to get in there and get some no-scope corn shots as soon as possible because mm -hmm. my gamer fuel is running out. Corn shots. Yep. But now you will be able to say, I don't want you to install the single player at all because I don't care about it. Or you could install everything as you normally would, finish the game, and then you say, all right, I don't care about the single player anymore. I'll delete that, but I'll keep the multiplayer in case I want to hop back into it That's later That's pretty on. cool. So it'll allow you to hang on to the certain parts of games rather than keep everything. Yeah. Uh, which should theoretically mean that you keep less things on your hard drive overall that over sounds, time. That sounds great. So that's a good idea as well. Um, but yeah, no, it was weird to have them kind of come out and say, hey, we are calling it the PlayStation 5 and it's coming next holiday. Like it was just, it's literally this wired article and like a thing on the PlayStation blog. They where have they to do it somehow it. since they're not going to show up at any of the fucking trade shows. True, but they have their like state of play thing. You think they would have been like, hey, come get a deeper look at the PlayStation 5. Have you watched any of the state of play things? I have. Because I haven't, because I don't know when the fuck they happen. So their marketing they, for state of play is garbage. They tweet out links to it. It's the same as like a Nintendo Direct, but it, it's just like a string yeah, but of the Nintendo Direct thing shows up on my Switch and tells me like when it's happening or like and I follow all this stuff on YouTube. I don't see anything regarding PlayStation ever in my YouTube feed. Well, they've done like two of them so far. But that's like I but. feel like they're not pushing that outlet enough for people to give a shit. So Yeah. Well, I don't know. we'll see. <clears throat> that's a whole other issue. It's uh new consoles are becoming more and more of a reality every moment now. We knew Scarlet was coming holiday next year so the fact that they're both going to have something i out. just i don't see the point in buying them anymore if everything's moving to like some kind of streaming platform for the future um i'm gonna buy it for the playstation exclusives but you won't have to because they'll all be on playstation now which you can play on your pc right we don't know that yet 
months later. That's the other thing that happened is they dropped the price of PlayStation Now to $5 a month, which is a great price for it. Hmm. But it does not include first-party PlayStation games on release day like Game Pass does. Game Pass still has that up on them. But they are putting like a couple first-party games on there at a time for you to play for a couple months at a time. There's like three or four... Grand Theft Auto Five is one of them, but then there's also like God of War and something else that are available until December 31st or something like that. I think like Last that. of Us Remastered was one. That's a PlayStation Plus game this month, oh, I think, is it? so you can download that and get it. But um, no, they, they have like three games. And so you'll be able to play those first party games eventually, maybe, you know, if they're not ones that they want to keep you buying. But Is that the next Ryan Reynolds movie? Sure, what did I say? Eventually, maybe. Eventually, maybe. Yeah, it's the sequel to Definitely, Maybe. <laughs> or it's the sequel to the Midwest Film Nerds uh, title, Technically, Kind Of. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's great that they dropped the price to now, but I they're still not saying, hey, you can play everything on now. Yeah, and it's not worth buying why, like, yet. If I can't play the supposed Demon Souls remake that Bluepoint has been working on for months now, very quietly, but not so quietly. I didn't hear about that. Supp- D- Quiet enough, I guess. Bluepoint, who have done like re- um, remasters of like Metal Gear Solid games, and they're the ones that did the Shadow of the Colossus remake and oh, things like that. Nice. They said they're working on their biggest project yet. A lot of people are theorizing that it is a remake of Demon Souls for PlayStation 5 at launch, mm. supposedly. So that might be a thing. But if I can't play that, if I can't play Kojima's next game on day one, you know, it depends. I don't know. They did reconfirm that Death Stranding will be PlayStation only. It is a PlayStation exclusive, period. Supposedly not coming for PC at all. What? But, um, like, that's that's why I still want to get a PlayStation. And plus I need a 4K Blu-ray player. And if I'm going to sell my Xbox One, you know. Yeah. But who knows? It'll be interesting. The next console generation is going to be weird. We also skipped over like Project X Cloud stuff is starting up this month. I didn't get invited. I, don't know I, if did, you guys I didn't get an invite, but I did. I applied yet. for it. Yeah. So the future of gaming is weird, and uh, eventually we will know. But anyway, let's make Brian talk. Do I have to? Talk, yeah. Talk about Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Okay. So what's new in Shadowkeep? What is new? Well, there's a new story campaign. It is relatively brief, per usual. Yeah. Um, but not that Not that. Is brief. it more it brief than Forsaken? Like, no, Forsaken's size? longer, I would say. Hmm. Is it worth 40 bucks? Uh, it's 35 Is it worth 35 bucks? Yeah. Okay. If you like Destiny. But to you guys, it probably wouldn't be worth it because you don't really play Destiny and you have lots of content you can play already. Sure. True. Um, there, I mean, for the most part, it takes... Um, well, it does take place on the moon, so there's like a good chunk of that that looks similar to or almost exactly like Destiny, Destiny 1. 1. But they changed most of it. Like, there's like... Um, new fissures that like opened up and stuff in fissures, fish fissures. Does it fissures? <laughs> does it feel so? So I remember in Destiny Two when I first started playing it, being like, "Wow, these backgrounds and 
the environment around me feels more vibrant and alive than it ever has before. Does going to the moon really just feel like it did in Destiny 1, or have they kind of, like, put a little more life into it and, like, made things more colorful and have they things did, going yeah. on in the back? There, there's so a lot more nice. going on. Um, the new biggest addition to the moon is the Red Keep, which um, is pretty massive, and it is red, so it okay. does uh, add some color to the moon. That's nice. Um they added new lost sectors, which obviously weren't there, and they're way more elaborate than the old ones. Like the old ones, you basically just went in a cave and killed a boss and got loot. Yeah. These ones stretch on a bit longer, and they are all like themed around, um, like these like space station kind of thing or like uh, research stations, I guess. Okay. That, that were on the moon, like that they built on the moon, I guess originally when they first went there um in the destiny lore i don't yeah i'm not great with the lore to be honest but the lore is super complex there's an explanation for why those exist and uh so that's really cool and there's like an extra mechanic for finishing the bosses in those so that's nice but um yeah, I mean, like, they did add, like, a lot to the moon. It's just there are parts that look exactly like they did yeah. for the most part, minus, like, new shadows and shaders and Smart of them stuff to, like that. to reuse the environments that they had before. Yeah, um, and the bosses that you fight are, like, nightmare versions of basically all the bosses that you fought throughout Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Like, you actually... It's not really much of a spoiler because they kind of talked about that before the game even came out. Um, I mean, let's be honest. They're kind of known for rehashing all of their uh, assets at this point. I, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's done in a way where if you play, like, you don't feel ripped off. Like, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's probably cool for someone like you who's played since day one of Destiny 1 to have this, like, nostalgic hit, like, every once in a while. Like, you get to see bosses in a place that you you were we used to go to you know like that's yeah that's probably cool it, in its own right I, I do i do like being like back in an old location it's kind of cool because it it helps feel it helps make like the whole world feel more cohesive more like lived in i guess because that was i mean like there's kind of a disconnect between Destiny One and Two because you yeah. don't go back to any of the old locations, so it almost feels like you're in a completely different place sometimes. Yeah. Um. So this kind of helps tie the two together better. Um. I'd say my only real like disappointment is I f- I was hoping there was more like more weapons and stuff. Like I feel like there there's there's Eris Morn has like her own set of like armor and weapons and such that you can get. And then the new, like the Vex offensive thing going on has its own set of stuff. Um, and, but like they didn't add anything to like the crucible vendors or the, uh, well just before Vanguard vendor, none of that has been refreshed since the game came out originally, <laughs> basically just before uh, shadow keep, 
uh, in like September or whatever. Isn't that when Armored 2.0 hit, or was that a long yeah, time ago? Or it no, it hit right when Shadowkeep came out. Okay, so they've now made it so that the like discipline and intelligence are the, are they the same stats that they were in the first game? Yeah, and they yeah they behave the same way. Like okay. discipline uh, gives you like a shorter grenade cooldown. Intellect okay. is shorter super cooldown. So instead of like the three stats they had in Destiny Two, it's up to like six, I think. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit more of a reason to be getting like they didn't just add that into all the armor they that you had, did they? Or no. Is, okay. So, so now, you have to recollect it all. So in a way, they're kind of like, well, we don't have a ton of new armor for you, but literally everything's new to you because you don't have these stat boosts on them. Yeah, that changed things up a lot. I mean, it's actually exciting to get armor again. Versus, like, getting the same piece over and over and over. Yeah, just dismantling it immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I have, like, a vault full of armor pieces I need to sort through once again. But uh, the armor 2.0 thing is really cool because they also made the old raid sets and stuff armor 2.0 compatible so like you have to go back there's and a do reason to go back raids. and do yeah there's Leviathan. a reason to now which is nice that's cool yeah how um, many are, is are they on their third raid now or there only been four really I think. I think i missed two raids yeah there's there's leviathan um scourge of the past crown of sorrows oh five there's uh the dreaming city one the last wish okay from forsaken um and the new one which garden is garden of, of salvation okay i did actually get a chance to do that actually uh friday did, did you guys complete it no but i saw the whole thing and it yeah. is super cool per usual well, i was hanging in the chat the whole time you guys were doing it so yeah um yeah it, it just got late we had a really good group and things went pretty smoothly considering a lot of us hadn't done it yet but at the end it was like almost two o'clock and yeah, people were tired. I wasn't up that late. I didn't watch you guys do it the whole time, but yeah, I did. Uh, I was laughing though because you, <laughs> you had been drinking, and I think Zet had also been drinking, and you guys, like the two of you, would be like, da, 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 like <laughs> just like going back and forth, and when both of you like left to go get a snack or something to like eat. Corey was like, man, the chat gets crazy. I just, I, like, Brian and Zed are both drinking, and they just, all I hear is that, 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 that. Because <laughs> you guys, because there was so much crosstalk happening, but, like, for some reason, the two of you, it might just be your tone of voices, but both of you guys were the most prominent voices in the chat. Well, that's rare. But it was, <laughs> but it was so funny to hear, every, like, just Corey's reaction to it when you guys were like, you're like, I gotta go get a snack, and you like Normally get up. Corey's the one who's talking too much about like Reddit and stuff yeah, like that. But but it was it was just so funny for him. To, he's just like, man, he's like, I don't even know what's going on right now. I just all I hear is that that that. <laughs> And then, uh, and what was really funny is there was another instance where like Zach was like popping in and he was talking about like shooting bottom dog again. And like, <laughs> I could not stop laughing about it. And Brian's like, Oh God, John's going to talk. He's going to start singing how bizarre now in the middle of this raid. And I'm going to rage quit. Like it was really funny as an outsider to be sitting there playing Breakpoint on my own and listening to them go through everything. And I had their, I had the stream up watching it and I'm I, my head was spinning with how many people were talking because literally the chat room was full of like eight people and you mm. only need six yeah and i wasn't even talking so i'm like number nine in there just like mike muted and just they were listening. they were all talking and i'm just like holy crap i'm so <laughs> glad i don't do this anymore 
That's but I'm sure it's fun. I mean, I remember doing King's Fall and I remember doing Leviathan and like finishing those raids for the first time and being like, oh man, like that was a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. being in it and doing it is a shitload of fun. It was fun. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that raid is, is no exception to that. It's probably exactly the same level of fun and awesomeness and figuring it out is like its own thing. Uh, but I, I just as an outsider looking in it's someone who literally does not have the time or patience to play destiny anymore like i was just like oh man i'm so glad i don't do this yeah um but, yeah i really didn't drink that much either no so. you didn't sound like like you weren't you didn't sound like you were drunk but i think uh you definitely like loosen up after a few well and, yeah and you talk more I talk more and honestly, I probably wouldn't have been able to relax in that situation. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because there was so much going on. Like you said, it, on a, on an average day, that would irritate the shit out of me, all the crosstalk and stuff. But I was just like in the zone. I could actually pay attention to what was going on. Yeah. I mean, within an hour span of time, I think they asked to, to clear the comms for like they asked to do that at least four times. Like got to clear comms and like everybody shut up and then like like it was really well organized it was actually super interesting like that's good it was that's a, cool it's a cool experience if anybody has a chance to actually sit and watch a group raid like it, it is cool it, to just kind of see them go through the motions and understand like how a raid operates and like what a good group does in order to make it to run smoothly yeah it it's happen. just yeah it's a different level of, of coordination and, and co-op playing that yeah some we're, games we're, just don't do i got lost later in the evening like at toward the end is a couple people we're done. They had to leave and we tried to get a couple more people in and that's, I was not into that. Yeah. Cause once you change a couple people out, everything falls apart. Yeah. Right. Whether they're good or not, like you, you got to stick with the same group. I feel. Cause, cause you've learned, you've learned your current group's dynamic of yeah. how, how they act and who, how they operate their, their tone of voice. Like you become attuned to these particular attributes. And then once that switches things up, it's when you like, get the muscle memory of your role. Right. So you got yeah. like the new people have to like get back up to speed with the people who've been raiding for hours. And that new person runs in and they're like, well, I normally shoot bottom dog. And yeah. then, <laughs> <laughs> For example, <laughs> I don't want to. And then shoot. you're like, well, that's how bizarre. I, I never shoot top chalice ever. I only shoot bottom dog. (laughs) So, so, all right. Overall, you're enjoying shadow keep as as a seasoned destiny player. This is something that you think all other destiny players should be. They one like, yeah, like usual, they left the story a bit open-ended, but they also kind of um, pushed it forward. Like we, we, it's very clear where the narrative is going at this point, which is nice. And they, because I mean, they basically dicked around for like a year. The, like Forsaken has nothing really to do with the main story. It's, yeah, it's a cool story, but they're also doing the thing where in a couple weeks, like with each season, they're going to change things a little bit and add yeah. more to it, right? They so just, they really had to stop paying Nathan Fillion, is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was where all their budget was going. Right. <laughs> but well, now that we don't have to pay Nathan Fillion, we can invest it in in going <laughs> hey guys, going independent. Going independent. Yeah. <laughs> Activision was only good for paying. Yeah, Nathan they Villian. they used that ten cent uh, <laughs> contribution to get Nathan Villian for another year, and then they got rid of him. Yeah. So there's also the um, didn't they make like a shorter version of Gambit as well? Have you played any of that yet? Well, uh, Gambit Prime is a shorter version of Gambit. But they they added that in for uh, like one of the one of the internal updates parts. Okay, f- over the last year. Um. They still have both versions of Gambit in there. Yeah. They and the, did. And the, and the original Gambit is free in New Light now. Yes. Right? And Prime. Okay. Both okay. of them. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. That 
this whole thing's been interesting too because there's like a lot of new players because of the uh, the new light thing. So yeah, that's cool. Like that there's a larger player base again. Switching to Steam was a little rough at first, mm. but yeah, it seems to be fine now. That's good. Um, I know people had to wait for like Forsaken keys to hit their accounts. Yeah, I didn't have that issue. I had issues like the servers they had to take them down the first day mm. but i still was able to play two or three hours that's good um yeah i don't know if you like destiny too it's definitely worth getting but if not or if you just don't have the money to just keep playing what's out there because there's still plenty of content yeah i've been feeling the itch to hop in to whatever I own currently on Steam and see what it's like and, uh, and pull my character over and just try to wrap my head around it. But I've also heard that, like, they give such little shit about any old content that, like, you have to go to, like, the shipwright to start any of the old stuff yeah. now. They don't make and, that very clear. Yeah, and and so I, do, I only know that because of other people who have beaten their head against the wall for it, but like, it, I don't know. I it, It's not, there, there's nothing right now that I'm playing that I'm like, alright, I really, really, we'll get to that in a little bit, I guess, but I really want to like drill down into something. I feel like I could pick up Destiny right now, but I also don't know if I want to fall into that hole yet. Um, it is, I mean, it's definitely worth checking out on PC though. Too. Yeah. It's, it's so much nicer on PC. Yeah. I played the beta on PC and it was very nice, but I it, bought my it video be, card to play the beta on PC. <laughs> it would be fun for me to pull my character over and, and check it out and see how it goes. So yeah, I remember when Zach started playing again, uh, recently he was like so lost yeah at first because they've changed so much of the game like how the weapon system works and like he had all this old gear that was basically useless and had to sift through it forever. yeah but now he's like max light level oh yeah yeah <laughs> he it surpassed only, everybody it took him a week and he like just zoomed through everything <laughs> that's fantastic he's got Beautiful. he's got the full meta outfit like everything ready to go like good I was going to try I wanted to see if we could maybe get him on to talk like over Skype or something about it as, a, as someone who kind of like he played he played Destiny 2 on PlayStation and I know he got it when it was free on PC but didn't really like jump into it but someone who like played New Light from the beginning out like what that experience was like especially coming from someone who had played it previously yeah. but I heard they um make you go through like the first mission of Destiny 1 on New Light yeah. and then they basically put you in the tower well and see that that ties into my theory again too that with them reintroducing the moon they have the moon assets in the new engine now and at some point they're going to time loop it with the stranger and bring you bring you the entire destiny saga as one cohesive game i don't know why Which, they wouldn't at some point just like be it's like a, hey. a space concern right now like oh i'm sure but that's that the game be, is already like 80 gigs i think yeah well they are they have the moon they just need to bring venus back into it and then they've got it like, they've got mars already on there still don't they or like yeah so you just all they're just missing venus what's another 15 gigabytes like venus was super cool yeah the so, moon was probably my favorite though so it's good that it's back that's that's funny you say that because i feel like a lot of people hated the moon like uh, because it was so bland. Like, but you, I mean, I liked them. I thought that it, I don't know, man. It's just cool. Like, Destiny is a cool game because of the fact that it's rooted with like our own actual space universe, lore yeah. and universe of Earth. 
and it expands on that in a really cool way. Like that's what makes that game interesting to me. The lore was always really interesting. Is there a Buzz Aldrin grimoire card? Probably. It's a. There it's a. Be. It's a. Uh, it's a exotic weapon. The Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> it's just a. It looks like They've a chainsaw. They put Buzz Aldrin's consciousness into a yeah. gun and into a ghost, and he just like punches people who say that they never landed the on the moon. Yeah, that'd I be guess pretty good. The only other thing I would like to mention is how they implemented the uh, the season pass thing. Yeah. Like, the, you know, similar to the battle passes that every other game nowadays has. That's what I meant to say, battle pass. <clears throat> um, basically, there's like a track for stuff that gets unlocked for f- all the free to play people or people that don't own Shadowkeep. And, um, and the uh, Shadowkeep comes with the first of the seasons of content which is the vex invasion yeah thing um it gives you access to one specific like event type that um will only be available i think for the season and then they'll switch to another one um so in like 50 days or something okay but during that the there's a battle pass that runs along it and if you if you own the season pass you get the free track of stuff and you also get like a premium track of stuff. So like, but everybody pretty much gets the same things, I guess, just like at different times as far as, uh, unique rewards go. Like the, uh, there's Ariana's vow is a new exotic. Um, and people that don't own the season pass get it at like, I think level, I don't even know. It's like a way later level goes all the way up to 99. (laughs) Um, but then you get it, uh, oh, I think it's like 30, 25 or 30 or something. You get it. So it's actual armor and weapons. Some of it. Yeah. There's a whole armor set that's included that unlocks slowly, um, through all the levels for the people that have the free version. Um, but like I got the entire set of armor immediately hmm. because I own shadow keep and the new season. And Ariana's vow, I think, was like immediate too. Interesting. So it's an interesting way of doing it. Destiny's pay to win now. I don't give a fuck. No, it doesn't really affect the game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the season thing's cool though. Like, it's telling its own narrative outside of Shadowkeep, basically about the the Vex. Like they're reinvading for whatever reason, and there's these like crazy ass, awesome looking portals that open up on the moon. Um. By the way, like if you own like Last Light or something, the free version, you can patrol all of these locations. You just can't do a lot of the missions. The story content. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So you can go check out like the invasion portals for the Vex and stuff, but you can't do the uh, like the Vex invasion event, which is its own node that you click on. How do they like not let you do it? Is it like, is it like, are you saying like public event or is it a there, different? There's a public vex mechanic that happens on the moon and it happens right after public events like okay. within like a minute or so but then there's an uh, a playable activity like in the director called the vex invasion and only people that own the season pass get access to that okay. part hmm. so interesting yeah um with that though you also get an artifact which um basically as you level that up you get one extra point of power. So, and you can level that up 
infinitely, I guess. Hmm. So when you hit the the hard cap of like 950 power, I think it is, you can keep going from there with with the artifact. Like it'll just keep adding one. But the artifact resets at the end of the season. Interesting. So, yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Um, but every time you unlock another level in there too up to like i think the the 12th level you get access to like a temporary mod that you can put in your like weapons or armor those will go away at the end of the season but until then you have free reign over them and they're like really cool things like um some of them add to like the finisher like they give you an ability for it. Yeah, you which, can get like a drop kick cosmetic yeah. and like because like the finisher thing is also new, but um basically like if an enemy gets down to I think maybe like a quarter health or maybe a fifth or something, a little dot will appear over them so you know they're like finisher ready and you can spend part of your super energy bar to finish them off. And you are vulnerable to damage still when you do that though. But at first, it's like it's kind of a pointless mechanic until you get stuff unlocked in the artifact, and the artifact is for everybody. It's not for uh, just season pass owners. Okay. Um, you can get like special things for the finisher. Like one of them, if you perform the finisher, it heals you, or another one gives you an overshield, or and another one provides special ammo for all your teammates. Okay. So. But each of those uh, take away more of your super bar than, like, using the average finisher that basically just does nothing but damage. Hmm. So it's a trade-off. Yeah. But it's, like, an, a, a good new mechanic. Freshens things up a little bit. Give you some Doom-style glory kills, basically. Yeah, they basically lifted that from Doom, for sure. But Cool. All right. Right on. That's that. Yeah. Let's talk about Breakpoint. I'm sure it will come up again in the future. I'm sure yeah. Corey will also want to talk more about it. I'm sure I'll be able to make it sound a little more exciting than that. And did today. they'll probably ask <laughs> you for thirty five more dollars. At some point, maybe. Uh is so is the, how much does the season pass? Real quick. The season the first uh first one's season free. comes free with Shadow Keep, or you can spend ten dollars for it a la carte if you don't want Shadow Keep. Okay. Um you can also buy like I think the deluxe version of Shadow Keep comes with all four of the seasons that are going to be rolling out. Um, I don't remember how much that is though. But if you wait a year, you get them all for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they're going to have content that you will only be able to access during those seasons, though. Yeah, that's true. It won't be. I guess some of it will come back around. It'll. They're supposedly they'll they'll bring back some of the weapons and stuff, but. Initially, you only have that season to get them, and then they're gone yeah. for a while. So it's not worth it to purchase it later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Yep. I still love this game. Uh, <laughs> the internet hates it. <clears throat> I don't understand why everyone's mad about it. I like people are really pissed off. That there's like a million microtransactions. Who who gives a shit? Don't buy them. Like just get over it. Uh, Breakpoint is Tom Clancy game, and you get to run around in this uh, mythical world called Aroa, and you get to hunt down Cole Walker, played by John Bernthal, basically the Punisher but more evil. <laughs> um, 
He has a cooler coat. Yeah, he has a way cooler coat. And a sick handgun. That a looks really, like a Destiny handgun. A really cannon. sweet handgun, yeah. Um, can you get that if you kill him? Yes. You if can, you, if you, you know complete what? all of the Cole Walker missions, you can get the gun. You can kill him uh, within the first 20 minutes of the game. Also, I don't know if you knew that, but that's as soon as, like you can like you can kill him at any point during the game. Like you can if hunt you can down, find him. Yeah, but you like you'll hunt down different people who give you information on how to find him and stuff like that. Like, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's it, this is a Ghost Recon game, so it's stealth kill stuff. Uh, it does have a co op uh, aspect to it, but it it honestly like plays really well as a single player game because all of my friends are playing Destiny, so I've been playing. You know this. what? You know what isn't great about playing it as a single player game. What's that? The fact that it flashes a thing to invite other players the entire time while you're playing single player. I haven't noticed that. It's in the upper right. It's really annoying. Bright yellow flashes a lot. Maybe you can shut that off. You can't. Is this from the finished game? Like, have you yes. played it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I bought it on PlayStation yeah, he's been, 4. He's been playing with Nick and I Gojo. I played about 15 hours. Hmm. Um, it's more than I have. And that's annoying. But it goes away when you play with friends. So playing with friends is great. That's the best yeah, way I, to play. Don't, so. don't get me wrong. Like any like a game that has co-op incorporated in is probably better with friends. Like most games are. This is just very convenient that I can still play this game without needing the help of my friends. It's very playable. Because they're all playing Destiny. Own. Yeah. So, Or you could have just bought it on PS4 and you would have had four friends, three friends to play it with. But I'm paying a monthly fee for Uplay to play it. Whoops. <laughs> But what if you paid sixty dollars? I don't want it. You could play it with friends. Anyways, I'm not worried about that. What worries me about this game is the fact that everyone on the internet hates it. <laughs> so we're, we're on the internet. I've, I've read I've read a handful of the reviews, and pretty much all of the reviewers are like, "This is a shell of a game." Like there is some game here, but mostly it sucks. And for instance, the dude on VG247 within his second the first sentence of his second paragraph was i'm not a big fan of ghost recon games then why the fuck are you reviewing it like you should not like well not if a game is good like if a game is really good does it matter whether or not you liked the previous ones sure i i just but i understand where john's coming from with this to a point because like i feel like wildlands is made for a specific type of person, like a person that like likes that kind of game, like yeah. military sim shooter. I mean, that whatever. guy probably only plays Fortnite, so like he's not gonna like Ghost Recon, and Break, I get that. Yeah, maybe Breakpoint is made for people that like Ghost Recon games, but like want to play Wildlands. themselves. So well, if you're not gonna, li- if you didn't like Wildlands, you might not like. Breakpoint. I've been playing with two people that love Wildlands, but they don't love this game. That that's I mean. I don't understand that, the difference. And, and I wish they were here to like to to come and talk about it a little bit. Maybe more. maybe this argument will will give them uh, reason to come next episode to talk about it. I, I think they they both would. I mean, one of Gojo's main things I can I can kind of read it to you because he texted Nick and I with it yesterday. He uh, he said, uh, "God fuck Mildlands," which is his name for the the game. It's ghost recon Mildlands instead yeah. of Wildlands. Nick okay. says what happened and gojo says i'm not playing this game for the next few days so i'm sneaking up on this base i'm randomly not able to deploy my drone because the game just doesn't want to do it i guess no big deal then one of those predator drone things start rolling up so i go prone and try to camo i have found the one grassy field in the game where you can't do prone camo 
I did it in the middle of a football field, but this wild patch of thick grass is apparently too exposed. <laughs> no big deal. I'm spotted and wolves teleport all around me. I fight back. Only A, I can't switch off my sniper rifle because the swap weapons button is on a 15-minute break or something. And B, I also can't switch to over-the-shoulder view because R3 joined triangle on break. Ergo, I'm stuck fighting wolves at 50 meters with a bolt-action rifle fully zoomed in that I can't switch off because of the game randomly stops accepting input. Overall, a 5-star, 10 out of 10 gaming experience. I'm going to whip some brief- briefcases at dudes in, Hitma- in Hitman, a game where pressing buttons actually works. So Gojo's main complaint, one of his main complaints, is that he's had a tough time with some bugs in the game. And I get it. I've encountered some bugs, things like not being able to um, to to get over like low-level things that you should be able to hit X to, to get over. I've had the thing where my weapon won't change. I have a really difficult time reloading sniper rifles for some reason. It, the The polish doesn't feel like it's there. Like, I, I feel like... And it's all stuff that, like, should work from Wildlands. It should have been copy and paste, and it's there. Not that game development works that way, because it doesn't. But there's a lot of, like, fine-tuning of control. Like, even after that, going walking up a hill in this game feels like shit. Because your dude mostly can't do it. And then if you, like, start just maybe barely walking down a hill, You're you just fucking hot rod down that hill, rolling <laughs> ass over tea kettle the whole time down. If you crouch walk down a hill, you don't do that. Well, that's fine and all. Where's that in the game? It's it's a survival game, man. You gotta learn these things. That's fine, it, I guess. It, but, alright. It basically, like, have you guys ever run down a sand dune? It's yeah. like every hill in this game is it's like a sand running dune, down a fucking period. sand dune. Absolutely. So, anyway, the game doesn't feel good to me is one of the things that I don't necessarily like about it. I have fun with this game. Nick had fun with this game. Gojo had fun with this game. Not but anymore. Like, well, yeah. Well, he put it on a 24-hour cooldown, so he's back on it now, probably. But the... He somehow was able to, like, t- w- taking a 24-hour cooldown, he's played 36 hours in less than 24 hours <laughs> in the game. Somehow. <laughs> but the... um. I don't know. I really, uh, like, Wildlands didn't capture my imagination, but I was always down to hop into it with Nick and Gojo and Willie and just screw around. And we'd have these great stories about the time that we went to go get the TAC-50 or the M4A1 or these different weapons that you could only get at one location in the game. And the idea that, like, you now just find weapons everywhere, you can still go track down blueprints, but you find weapons everywhere, it's kind of removed some of the specialness of, like, on-site procurement, for me, at least. There was something really cool about, like, I'm going to build out my arsenal by going to these different places and getting all of these different weapons, and now it's just kind of like, I rolled up on a camp, and I've got a shotgun and an assault rifle, and I have everything that I need. Some of that makes this game feel a little bit less special than Wildlands did. But then also on top of that, just adding in loot in general feels very counterintuitive for what a Wildland games or wild what a Ghost Recon game should be. And I'm really baffled as to why they felt the need to make the division light out of a sequel or out of the next Ghost Recon game. 
they've kind of muddied the water there when they had this really cool differentiation between the two that I thought worked well. And I was interested because I was like, hey, it's Wildlands, but with more structures to it and more systems to learn and and more reasons to manage your, your loadout and your loot. But it didn't really like... It hasn't bitten me in the way where I'm like, man, I got to go track down this level 95 TAC-50, which is my favorite gun in the game, by the way. (laughs) Like, I think they tried something. I think they really went for it. And I just don't think that it really sticks the landing yet. And I, and I, like, I don't think there should be vitriol. I don't think anybody that, that loved Wildlands should hate this game. But I also think it's okay to be like, oh, we didn't necessarily get more Wildlands. We got a different Ghost Recon game. And that's fine. There's a reason that it's not Wildlands 2. But I think if people wanted Wildlands 2 and they didn't get it out of this game, I think that's okay too. Like, sorry guy, this isn't your game. But will this pull people over who really like The Division to come and play this game? Maybe. And maybe that's what they want to do. But it's just kind of weird to me. I don't really get why they wanted to make a a game similar to The Division where you could also get one-shot kills. Fair enough. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about that. It's it's I don't know. I just I don't understand like I I guess I I guess I just didn't play enough of Wildlands to really understand the differences between them. Um, I didn't like the fact that in Wildlands I had to like find shit all the time. Like I liked, I don't know, maybe it's because I played a lot of Destiny and like other looter shooter kind of games where like they just kind of give you stuff all the time. Like, but they- I like that. But also like in this case, like with this game specifically, like you know, I was reading another review. I don't remember if like which I think it was. It might have been the like Time Magazine review because Time does video game reviews now. <laughs> okay. Um, but the guy was talking about how. You know, the gear score system makes absolutely zero sense because you're always just looking for the next thing that bumps up your gear score, even though the gear score has no effect on the game, blah, blah, blah. Gear score has effect on the game. It affects the drones. It doesn't necessarily affect, like, the other humans, but the drones are armored enemies that have a gear score as well, you know, and it matters to those. Like, it's like he completely missed the point of that. I'm disappointed that it exists, but I am also disappointed that it matters. (laughs) Because, like, I don't want that element in this type of game. Like, I don't want to do more damage with my pistol to a drone because a score is higher. Like, it leave doesn't that go, in the it division. Doesn't go, it's, it, it's not... The individual weapons don't make a difference. It's your overall gear score, like in any other game, just like light level. Like, it doesn't matter what light level your pulse rifle is in destiny it matters what your personal light level is that affects the damage that you do to a particular enemy it's the same thing in this but people are mad about it in this game like sorry that they took a model that's not a science fiction fantasy game it is though and and also this is a science fiction fantasy game because that's what they wanted that's because last time they did it realistic they got yelled at for being (laughs) racist so they were like okay let's not do that because that's not what we stand for as a company put it yeah i mean it is a fictional location sure but it was also a fictional no but here's the thing version of bolivia yes this is in destiny yes it's something that's in the division yes it's something that has weirdly made it into assassin's creed and people didn't give a shit about and they thought was okay but like maybe the people that loved wildlands don't like destiny maybe they didn't want like 
I understand you, that, but you, you don't you, you don't you, have to fight the enemies in this game like you fight enemies in Destiny. You can one shot kill every human enemy in this entire game. A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. That which is, is totally which true. Which is what people who like Wildlands and like Ghost Recon love about shooting. Well, in no, those but games you're is, missing. You're missing. Like to, to what you said, you hated the fact in Wildlands that you couldn't just go through and you weren't always getting new stuff to try out and play with. There's a group of people that don't want that. It's it's like I said, like Nick Nick and Gojo have stories about the time that they tracked down this one shotgun that they found. But that's the thing, you don't have to like just because the game gives you a new gun doesn't mean you have to use it. You're cho- like you can play this game however the fuck you want, but everybody plays it this certain way like I don't understand like why they just don't play it the way they used to play it. You don't want to use the gun that the game gives you like from another enemy that fell out of a guard tower. Fine, don't use it. But don't use that as an excuse to dislike the game. But no, but so it's this feedback loop of like there's something different of like I need to fight to get my sniper rifle that I love rather than just like, oh, I get this stuff randomly as I kill everything. In hopes that you get a sniper rifle like, that you love. I, it, That's it, the yes, difference. I could ignore all of the loot that I pick up. But then you're just one of those people that, like, tries to beat Pokemon without leveling up your Pikachu. Like, why the fuck are you doing that when, like, you're not playing the game as intended by the creator, right? Like... But that's the thing. I think this game was intended to be played however you want to play it. That's why it's a 100%. sandbox environment the way it is. Like, But somehow people are bottlenecking it into not being the sandbox experience. Because I don't feel like anybody's actually playing it that way. Like you're, I don't but know. But no, it's like it's like you're saying. What if like the weapons that you have on your person when you start the game were all you had, and you have to battle all the way through this huge complex full of people in order to get the weapon that you want? Like me tracking down information about where certain weapons are is great because then you can go and get the blueprint or whatever, and then you can make a new level of the gun that you like as many times as you want because you have skull bucks in your pocket that you can buy them with. But there's something about the idea of I have nothing and I want to go and build up my arsenal that people really liked about Wildlands, and this game doesn't care about that. And I think it's fair for people to not care about this game if it's not the experience that they wanted. Because you can't get that experience. You can't get the experience. Like, I can ignore every pickup that I could possibly get. But that's not the point. Like, there's a reason that you kill a dude and then you get this beautiful color blue column that comes out of him. You're like, oh man, I really want to go check out what that is. That looter shooter feedback loop doesn't hit everybody the same way. Some people want to just get this one special item that you sit there and, like, max out all of the great attachments for. You hunt down the attachments for it. A lot of that is in this game still, but the idea that you're just supposed to, like, ignore the loot or just, like, dismantle everything that you pick up. Like, yeah, that's a sweet role-playing game, but that's not what Ghost Recon Wildlands was, and that's not really what Breakpoint should be either. So, I think people have their complaints, but I also think it's okay to enjoy this game for what it is. You're coming from The Division 2, and I think it's finely tuned for you to enjoy it. And I think it's I think it's good. I've had fun with it. Booting up with Nick and Gojo, and like going and taking down one of the behemoth tanks, was sweet. 
sinking like sinking up three drones and taking out a guy with gojo where we just took out five guys all at once because we tactical tactically made that decision works great but it's being like weirdly undercut by the fact that like the gear feels kind of meaningless because you're not like specifically hunting down things that you want to procure but i think that also lends itself to like you're literally playing the base part of this game and i would i don't know because i'm not there but i'm assuming the end game is the hunt which is what every fucking one of these games as a service becomes at the end game like you hunt down specific things like i again i don't know if that's what this game is but i'm assuming that's the case because that's literally what every other game like this does it's the same thing i did in the division two it's the same thing i did in the division one it's the same thing i did in destiny two and destiny one it's the same thing i've done in every game as a service like this when you reach the end game that's when i start hunting down the specific shit that i want to gear up my character with that's the problem with this game i don't yeah, I don't it want a looter shooter be. game as a service. I want a game that I can just drop in and have fun once in a while like I did with Wildlands. I don't see how I you don't still wanna, can't do that. I can, yeah, but I'm definitely not going to ever get to the point to where I'm hunting down the specific gun that I want because that like you said, if that's the end game then I won't see it. But that's, I also that's don't, what I don't think that's the end game because I think the thing that they want you to hunt down is that blueprint. Where if you go and procure the blueprint of a gun, you can go into the the store and purchase weapons on demand, which are all the blueprints that you have. You can get a high level or your current level of any weapon that you've already gotten the blueprint for. Yeah. So that's one thing. But, like, it's just the idea that it is a game as a service in the first place. There are people that played Wildlands and didn't want a game as a service. I understand that. I have the Division 2 for that if I want an Ubisoft But game also as a look service. at the way the industry has shifted with AAA titles. Practically all of them are games as a service to some extent. Like you're like be mad at everybody else for buying all the other games that fucked up this one. Like that's, I mean, it just like you're, it's not, you can't, you don't need to have it any one particular way. Yes. It sucks that things are shifting to games as a service, but wildlands was successful and they kept making content for it years later. Why did it need to change? Like, did did it need to change? Was it successful? Because when it first came out, I heard it bombed. It was just as so bad as Rainbow this. Six like, Siege. Right. So did like so did the Division One. It's it's just really I don't know. It, it's it's disheartening from the standpoint of someone who's enjoying it the way it is. Like now, I feel like the game's going to change moving forward, and it's going to become something I don't like. I don't think it's going to because no. I think. I think there, like, there's no world where they take out random drops. There's no world where they just complete like the loot in this. No, game. I mean they would have to make a whole new game. Yes, like it just wouldn't work. But a hundred percent. I'm not and saying I, I like. I necessarily like the loot drops and things like that. I'm just saying like, like I don't under, I I have a very difficult time understanding the difference between this and Wildlands. I don't know why that is. Again, maybe because I didn't play enough of Wildlands to like really formulate an opinion about it, but. I don't see any difference between that game and this game other than the loot system, and I don't think the loot system is something to get bent out of shape over. Can you... All right. Well, what do you, what do you really like about this game? Like, I like the I like the lore of it. I like the mission structure. I like... Uh, I like doing the stupid random faction missions where I get to, like, get battle points to upgrade my battle pass and unlock more other random shit. Like, I like that. I don't know. I find that stuff rewarding. I like 
running up to a base and looking at it and pulling out my drone and finding every single person in that entire base and tagging them and then going back and shooting the dude who can call in reinforcements first, alerting everybody else in the base to my position, and then murdering every single person in that base, <laughs> I find extremely enjoyable. Um, I like driving the cars up the mountainside. I think that's hilarious. It's like the Skyrim horse to me. Like it can just <laughs> climb every every vehicle can climb a mountain. Like it's no problem. Like the, the physics are still not realistic, but I will say the vehicles feel way better in this than they do in Wild. I don't know, true. man. If you're looking for realism, like stop playing video games and just no, live, no. live life. Like, Everybody <laughs> knows, yeah, that Ghost Recon is, is not realistic. Like it, it has enough realism to it to yeah. be intriguing but it's not like like the one shot kill thing is is cool like that's why people play ghost recon i like decking out my character with cool gear even though it changes like every 10 minutes i'm okay with that i like going back through and even though i put on a new chess piece i get to change its color to black if i want to or change it to like run through this entire game with a tachanka helmet on like (laughs) that is great I love the fact that I can play a Ghost Recon game and have a Tatanka helmet. I didn't realize that was an option. It's a it's a free unlock with well, with you play because you have uh, now you I have might Rainbow have to Six. play more. So that like here's the thing, we have found fun in this game. It's just not what they wanted, you know. I just don't get it. I I don't understand. You don't get it because you didn't play a lot of Wildlands. They played. Years of Wildlands. I didn't play years a ton of, of Wildlands, Wildlands, but I can tell you just. Between the two, I just feel like this game just isn't as tight. It is a different like, flavor of game. They 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 are different and they play similarly and they have similar conceits to them, but they are very differently flavored. Like it's it's like it's one of those games that is a Nick and Gojo. We hop in, we don't talk at all, but yet we tactically destroy everything in front of us, and you can still. They, they will get to a point where they can do that with Breakpoint, but it, it just feels like a very different world to them than than Wildlands did. It, it's a very different feedback loop. The The simple loop of, like, I find new stuff, my gear store score goes up, all of that is really cool. But the uniqueness of, you want this shotgun, you go all the way across the map, you take down all the people at this base, and now you have that shotgun. Oh, you have that shotgun and you want to get all the parts for it? You can go and find all the different parts of the different bases around. Some of that is still in this game. But it feels cheaper to me when you're always picking up new guns. And they're usually better than what you're currently using in a specific case. But like it, it's, it's just different. And they may learn to love it over the years that they start playing this game. I don't know. But I think it's okay that they don't necessarily like it for being the next game in the Ghost Recon series. They've reached their break point. <laughs> this podcast waiting, is over. I've the been game waiting to say that for We're like not doing any more episodes <laughs> after this. You just destroyed... I just... Yeah. No, I... No, I, the I, thing, you, it's, you, it's funny because I, I hung out with Webby earlier this week and he was telling me that Mappo went out and bought Ghost Recon Breakpoint because of my glowing you? review of the beta. And he was like, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and Webby was like trying to explain him like, well, you know, John has a little more of a controversial view of certain games at times because he 
just does. Like he will have that different viewpoint of like how a game works or whatever. And like I just I don't same thing with Fallout seventy six. I don't know what everybody hated about that. I thought the game was perfect. They you, both really liked Fallout seventy six as well. They brought and, they and, bought it after. And us. you were not a fan. Like yeah, I fucking hate that. I don't game. even know if you were actually a fan at all, Brian. I don't know if you I played felt enough it, to like really formulate it. It was opinion. kinda painful for me to play on PlayStation having played all those <laughs> games on PC. Yeah. But that, that's that was my issue. I don't know. Like I you you can like this game and enjoy it. I feel like I'm not allowed to. It's the same not, thing it's as not, like it's, it's, it's the same thing as like when I went to see it and like no 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 you gotta be you. You can enjoy the things that you enjoy and and I like the fact that your thoughts on this game made somebody check it out. Like that's that's great. They don't necessarily need to love it. I mean, it's not great because they hated he, he it. hated it. I mean, now hated now it. he's not going to listen to my opinion moving forward. Maybe maybe well, not. We have Who opinions knows? of this game, but like. It, it, I think there's something here. I like Breakpoint. I like playing it. If I didn't want to play it at all, then I would just go and trade it in and not care. But I'm going to hang on to it. I'm going to play it with Nick and Gojo when I can, and I'm going to have fun with it. Well, and I think another another issue with me personally is that I'm I'm looking for my game again. Like yeah. I'm, I'm in this phase of like I need my game. Like I need a game that I just to sit sink and play. your teeth into because nobody play, fucking plays Rainbow Six anymore. We've all stopped playing that. Like everybody's playing Destiny, and I don't want to play Destiny. I don't like the way it feels anymore. It's not for me. I know that. What, uh, do, you, what do you mean you don't like the way? We're it not going to get into that. It's too slow. Right Everything's too slow. Everything takes way too much time to do in that game. Everything. You say so. It, it I do it does not feel rewarding. It is the Red to me. Dead Redemption two of shooters. It does not feel rewarding to me to play in the least bit. Okay, nothing Whatever. about that game feels good anymore. The guns. A, I mean, the, the the I don't I don't want to talk about this anymore. And I don't like Red Dead either. That game sucks. I hate that game too. Uh, it's a I, great game. It's not that good. It's really slow and boring. It's the most boring game I've ever played. We don't need to relitigate every argument well, we've ever break, had on this break podcast Breakpoint's kind of boring because there's nothing really going on in the world most of the time. I like the fact that the Cole Walker stuff is more engaging than like drug lords in Bolivia. That, that's like, true. That's I, great. I, I think the whole lore system in this game is fantastic. The fact that you go around investigating individual like events that are happening and you find clues to unlock them to figure out what the hell's going on in this world is like super fucking interesting. Like that's really cool. It almost makes this into a detective game, which is a whole different level. The collecting clues thing is fun. The idea that like there's four different clues that per- pertain to one case, and if you find all four of them, then you can solve the case and figure out what was going on i think that's a neat addition i literally think the only thing i don't like about this game is how much shit there is to do peppered throughout and like i have like when i want to go if i just want to level up my battle pass or whatever to find the little green nodes on the map they're always like 12 kilometers away and i have to take a helicopter to get there. that's part of the fun otherwise if i go on foot it literally takes me exactly five hours to get from one side of the map to the other one in real time or if I take a motorcycle, it takes me even longer. I can tell you, a destiny level doesn't take that long to finish. You can also hop. No, you can you can hop biv- bivouacs. Yeah, you can. But like, what's the fun in doing that? Like, that's not that fun. It's fun to like get up in a helicopter, fly over, and then PUBG yourself into the map with a with a parachute. Like, that's fun as hell. Like. I don't know. Like, I've had a lot of fun driving, like, flying helicopters over an enemy base, dropping the helicopter in the middle of the enemy base to explode, and then parachuting down off to the side and murdering everyone in the base then. Like, that's... I I don't know. Like, there are a lot of things I really like about this game. I don't like having to, like, trek across the map all the time to do certain things that I want to do, but... 
that's not that big well, of a deal. Well, eventually you uncover all of it and you can fast travel places. Like, I think that's fine. I, I really want to I want to get to the end game of this game, though. But, I, again, I find myself distracted all the time because there's so much shit to do. Like, there's... I hope to God you're not disappointed because I honestly don't think there's an end game. Like, I think the game is what you see in front of you. Well, the problem is there's a raid and nobody else is playing it on PC. So I'm going to have to find a group to play with. And like, I want to play with my friends. I don't want to just play with a bunch of randos, but maybe that's could raid in destiny. Don't want to raid in destiny. You can hop on over to PlayStation. Mechanics are probably better. Whatever. Anyways, I, and we never even raided in the division. We never finished the division. We didn't have enough people. Yeah, we never had enough people. We never sought out enough people, and then we had other games to play. Like, I, it's just really hard to find like a game that's like I, the like, game. I would rather go back to playing the division prob- than play more of this. Is how I feel. Yeah, because but you're I not going to do either of those things like, because you're going to just play Destiny instead. Probably. Yeah. So what's the matter? I just need to find another game I can play by myself. <laughs> the single player game. Well, that's Breakpoint is a single player game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like I was helping you at all when we were playing. It was fun and funny. Well, you kept Some dying. of the dumb shit I did, <laughs> like driving a... He uh, did run me over a couple I, times. I drove an SUV like down the side of a mountain into a tank. It was fun. That's pretty good. Yeah. It didn't do anything to it. We had one time when we were all in a car and uh, we like lightly tapped this one vehicle and it just exploded and killed all three of us. And then Gojo revived himself and then and he kept driving in this car and just got destroyed by all these people that were shooting at us. It was pretty good. I, I've literally climbed in a boat and the boat started smoking and exploded. So <laughs> <laughs> this, the game is not without bugs and flaws. Like yeah, I that get is, that. The like, cover is terrible. Like the cover system never fucking works right for me. No, I do wish it was more of a button based cover system similar to the division. I think that would benefit it. But I mean, I don't know. It, it feels kind of janky in general. Like I'm the glad and shooting is great. I'm glad but, it's different from the division in many ways. Like because. I don't know. It's way more satisfying to actually have a headshot mean something, but I don't know. It. I, I don't know if it would actually be more fun with more people or not for me specifically just because. I, I mean, we have a good time. Gojo was playing the medic. Uh, Nick, I, I forget which one Nick was doing. I've been doing the sharpshooter, and so the, like, alt abilities don't feel like they matter all that much, but, like, the armor buster... Thing for the sharpshooter i haven't been using against like drone we haven't fought yeah. too many drones yet i don't know man the smoke screen that the panther can use to save my ass a bunch of times playing by That's myself cool. so i mean especially with drones and stuff flying over like when anytime you run into the murmur drones and like there's usually four to six of them and they can flank you from like all sides smoke screen out of there and run away like i mean we took down a level 150 wolf camp from like across the lake and just destroyed all of them. I don't know if it was bugged out because usually the wolves are supposed to like try to come and track you down and figure out what you're doing. But it it was still fun for us to like pot shot all of them to death and then just walk in and take all the sweet loot that was yeah. in there. They're probably afraid of water. Maybe, but uh, I don't know. Like it, this this game, I have I have fun with it, but it still isn't one of those ones. It's not. I know for me that it's not going to be my game. It's not going to be one where I just sit here and pour over every minute of it. Partially because I've done like seven missions, seven main missions, and it it tells me that I have zero percent story completion. So that's a little terrifying. But like, there's just a n- not a lot that like pulls me to it, which is kind of 
the weird thing with the Ghost Recon games for me. It's like the fact that everything is always like one shot, one kill. It's hard to kind of feel as though you are super powered in a game where like they don't really gauge that. They don't demand that of you because everything is fallible and human, quote unquote, except for these drones. So you have to kind of get towards that. But like, I think, I think those drone bases, the behemoth bases are the, the end game, quote unquote, the stuff that where like you have the, the tank that's level 220 or whatever, and you have to try and take it out in the raid and, and apparently the raid as well. Like, I think there's a couple things there, but I don't know that it's going to be like you can always do your faction quests or whatever and that's going to be the stuff that keeps going for a long time but we'll see what else they bring into it i mean who knows maybe they'll have you hunting down robocop or something in in the in one of the events that they do because they did cool shit with wildlands i don't know why they wouldn't bring it over for yeah, but it took two years for them to get there with wildlands yes and no i mean i think they started with like bigfoot and then they were like, okay, then we'll do the Predator. And, and that's cool. And they had Sam Fisher come in for some stuff. And they did some Rainbow Six things as well. Like, I think they found their footing with that stuff. And they'll probably start doing it sooner with this one. Um, but, yeah. It's weird for it to be like, hey, if you liked Wildlands, you might not love this game. Because you might not. There's plenty of counterpoints to, to that to that side of things. But I think... If there's part of you that like likes the division but doesn't want to be on the daily grind or like care about the loot that much, then I think this is the game for you. Like I think I think there's like a world where there's people that wanted to get in the division but want something a little more casual and I think that's Maybe. what this game is. But it's weird to me to be like, yeah, that recon that ghost recon game is a ca- is a little more casual for people. Like I feel like it should be the this shit's fucking hard. Like, I think the wolves themselves, like, the fact that, like, they can appear seemingly out of nowhere and, like, it is like you are fighting the best version of yourself, I think is extremely compelling. But from what I've seen in the game so far, it's basically just like, oh, you get spotted by the Azrael drone in the sky and then you die because, fuck, like, there's no way you're gonna make it out of that fail state. Maybe I'll get to a point where that's not always the case, but other than that, like I don't necessarily feel like hunted or anything the way that I think the game wants to portray. So yeah, I don't, I don't doubt the fact that it's it, it had we've run into that similar Ubisoft issue of like not really getting the game we were presented. Like I think this game has yeah. some of that, but I I don't know. I just. I, yeah. I expected them to play into the survival element way more. I think everybody it's like basically did. not it's like non existent. Like, okay, yeah, you can slide on a hill and maybe sprain your ankle or something and then have to heal it with some bandages. Well, and, but and there's then like there's like uh you can drink water to to bring your stamina back up or whatever, but it's just, it's all like not super necessary. You can like collect flowers and shit to craft different buffs Buffs, at the the bivouac and thing, but I haven't found much of a reason to do a lot of that. That's the thing. I was hoping it'd be a bigger part of the game to, to, to help me like have a reason to play this over wildlands, which I haven't put that much time into still. Because that that's a huge game. You can play that forever, like Nick and Gojo did. Yeah, basically, it's it. It just feels like this game is 
it doesn't want to commit to being Ghost Recon and it doesn't want to commit to being the division and it doesn't want to commit to being like a survival game and it kind of does all three of those things a little more poorly than games that try to do those things and are successful at it yeah so maybe they'll tweak things maybe it'll change you know maybe nick like i feel like every time i play this game with nick he falls in love with it a little bit more which i think is good Gojo's already like gear score 150 or 170 or something like that and i don't know like I don't know if it's going to quite get there for him because he's very particular about about the way that he plays his games and this one just doesn't quite have that same feel that you know conquering an area in Wildlands did. Well, I just I hope I didn't mislead him. No, I don't I don't think you misled either of them at because all. Because to me it just sounded like and again like we had the conversation earlier in this particular conversation about you can play this game however you want. It yeah. is a sandbox game. It's not maybe as good of a sandbox game as Hitman is, but it's it's still you can do whatever you want, however you want to do it. You can tackle bases however you want to. You can outfit your character however you want to. Like, and I, but what I'll say to you, like Nick, I don't know about Gojo, but Nick, having played hundreds of hours of Wildlands, still hasn't beaten the game, the the story at all. Like, they didn't come to Wildlands for the story. They came to it for, like, the tactical co-op and takedown of a base and getting a cool gun that you can now use. And it's just, that's not what the focus of Breakpoint seems to be in the same way. So, you know, but I, I think Nick seems to be coming around to it. Gojo might not, but overall, like I don't think it's a bad game, and I it, like, but I I understand that people are kind of confused about what niche it's trying to fill, and I still am fully baffled that it's a weird light version of the division. It didn't feel like Ubisoft is doing this thing where they're like, let's put everything from all of our games in all of our games, and it's doesn't make sense to me like for some reason in assassin's creed like the loot stuff worked and okay cool but bringing it to ghost recon i don't think has necessarily worked out the way that they wanted it to and you know maybe that's a thing but we'll see maybe next time they'll get it right maybe i'm sure this is not the last ghost recon game we'll see i don't think so cool yep all right <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show check out midwestgamers.com slash links the midwest podcast network now has a patreon the patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network you can subscribe for as little as one dollar a month and help keep our shows alive and well check it out at mpn.bz slash patreon and as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher uh thanks again to jason and gojo for their contributions to the patreon and thanks again to everybody who has subbed to our Twitch channel. If you haven't done that and you have a free Prime subscription, please use it on us. Or if you feel like paying real money for it, you can also do that. It'd be awesome. We appreciate it. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to cover next. I think Outer Worlds comes out pretty soon. The 24th, I think. Yeah. That's a pretty jam-packed weekend it is. for all of yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be married next time we record. I don't know if it will be that same weekend. That's The next one that we would hit would be the 27th. Yeah. So it might take a little bit more time for the next episode to come out. But uh, we'll see. 
There might be more Destiny going. Maybe we should just, uh, maybe we should have Corey and Nick and Gojo just do the next episode, and we'll just not be on it. We'll, we'll sit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I feel I'm, like I could have had a more uh, lively discussion live, yeah, with another I, person having. I wouldn't it. mind talking with them about it because, yeah, obviously, I have. I have a difficult time carrying a conversation about a game by myself like I did. <laughs> I don't feel like I do it justice, really. It'd be nice to talk with them about it. Yeah. Well, Corey, if you're still watching, he said bye already, so he's gone. But um, maybe Corey will come on and talk about it. I'll ask him about it. I'll probably end up playing with him later. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So that's it for this time. We will catch you all on the flip side. Peace. I guess there's a button to run ads and that's how you make money doing ads and you can set the length. Oh, interesting. Run them like mid roll. Like, yeah. Interesting. So we could be like, all right, that's what we've been playing. We'll be right back after this ad from Twitch. Here's a hearthstone ad. <laughs> <from> no. Blizzard. <laughs>